And now, rate that album, season three, with Paul Muadib and Joe Fremming, two guys who know stuff. Hi, welcome back to Rate That Album, a back and forth album review between myself, Joseph Fremming, and my good friend, Paul Muadib. Paul, why don't you go home and get your fucking shine box? Yeah, I got news for you. I'll whack you and your family, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, <clears throat> I am riding the <laughs> the heels of Paul's Paul and I's adventure last time with <laughs> one Stephen Siegel with uh, a strange relic from 1998 in which Joe Pesci, the actor... Released an album as under this character from my cousin Vinny, Vincent Lagardia Gambini. And the album is Vincent Lagardia Gambini sings just for you. Paul, before we get into it, uh, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, what do you um, know about Joe Pesci? <laughs> um, yeah, so real quick, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to be coughing um, <clears throat> throughout this podcast. It's been a hell of a week. Um, and, uh, it uh, pretty much, uh, crescendo with me getting fucking really sick. So I know of Joe Pesci, uh, obviously as an actor, um, I think as a kid, I, the first thing I really saw him in was my next door neighbor loved Michael Jackson and they had everything. Michael Jackson. That's actually, they had, um, um, uh, thriller on both eight track and vinyl. Um, and one of the movies we'd watch all the time when I spent the night over there was Moonwalker, uh, which is a little known experimental movie by Michael Jackson, where Joe Pesci plays the villain Frankie, Mr. Big Lido. Um, yeah, me and Brown actually reviewed that for Joda. <laughs> Yeah, so there's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lethal Weapon, Goodfellas, Home Alone, um, Casino. I mean, if there's a Joe Pesci movie, I've seen it. I think everyone has seen almost every one of, if not every single Joe Pesci movie. The guy does not do bad work. No, and he's not really done a whole, compared to other Hollywood actors, He's he really didn't do a whole lot. No, no, he doesn't have a giant um, a filmography, but he's just been in such great movies that you know what they are. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, so Joe Pesci has an interesting, interesting story in that, I mean, his acting career didn't even start until 79 in his late 30s. Uh, yeah, he started, uh, he, start, he was in a movie called The Death Collector. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie almost nobody's probably seen, except for two people, uh, Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese. Scorsese seems like one of those guys who just watches every movie. Watches every movie. Yeah, it's, considering that time, which led him to be an enraging bull and created, like, you know, the perfect on-screen uh, combo, I think, for gangster movies of being De Niro and Joe Pesci. Uh, he, they're good in Raging Bull, but when it comes to Goodfellas and then Casino and then Joe Pesci comes out of retirement a few years ago to do The Irishman, like, yeah, they just have a great uh, combination. But Joe Pesci's career actually began in music, Paul. <laughs> it did. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. In the he was doing um, basically like lounge music in the 60s. Yeah. He was also friends with Frankie Valli and he was uh Part of uh, one of the big things that got Frankie Valley in the in the four seasons uh, to be a thing, like he was instrumental in creating that that group. Uh, he had uh, Little Joe sings in the late '60s, where he uh, basically does covers of popular music at the time. He uh, he's a guitarist in bands. He uh, him and Frank Vincent who. Uh, Plays Billy Bats and uh, Goodfellas, 
had like a, a duo that was like a music comedy duo that from the, like the 70s until 79 when they both fall into the world of acting. <coughs> mm-hmm. So Correct. Pesci, yeah, he got his start in, uh, in music. And yeah, for me, I think the first thing I ever saw him in was Home Alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think that's what most. I think that's what most people see is Home Alone. Yeah, right? at least our age. I think people older than us probably first saw him and probably Goodfellas because he won an Academy Award for that. Right. Uh, his acceptance speech is like really short. He's just like, "Thanks," and <laughs> just walks off stage. He's so brilliant. He's so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's got like a, you know, he's, his life isn't as crazy as Seagal is another reason why I picked it. Although I, he, uh, allegedly did fund his ex-wife money to put a hit out on her, <laughs> her boy, her husband's soon to be ex-husband, which is, uh, not substantiated, but it's out there. It's so out there. It's mm-hmm. out there. So, but that's kind of like the only controversy you could really find with Pesci. Uh, he just seems like a generally good dude, but in right before he announces ninety nine, he's going to announce he announces that he's going to retire from acting. Uh, weird. Uh, nobody really. I don't know why. I couldn't really find any reason why. Maybe he just had enough. I mean, you're like, you know, he won an Academy Award in a very short time, so mm-hmm. you know, go out leave well uh, people still want more but right before he releases this album uh you know <laughs> vincent lagardia gambini sings just for you there's some weirdness to this that's i love fun. this album's fun for one but he's doing it from a character from a movie <laughs> from my cousin Vinny, which is you know, it's a perfectly fine cop 90s comedy. It just seems really weird to do that. And this whole album is bizarre, but it's bizarre in a fun way where uh, Steven Seagal's album was bizarre in a in a, a very creepy way. So, yes. Now, when I when we talked about this, um, I knew this album already. Um, it's one of my staples. It this is like. This is one of the reasons why this album right here, along with a couple of others that we'll eventually get to, are why I've become obsessed with actors putting out music albums. Because sometimes the gems that you get out of it are like what you get here. I I mean, even before we get to it, I fucking love this album. Straight up. It's a good good album. And like we've done... A celebrity with big band jazz before, and that was Molly Ringwald, mm-hmm. probably I believe around this time last year. About that, uh, but this is different in that uh, one. It seems like everybody involved is having fun, mm-hmm. which is you know kind of a big important aspect I think with big band jazz because if if it, it's just uh, sterile, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Here, this everybody just seems to be having fun, especially. One Joe Pesci. <laughs> He's just having a fucking blast on this. And <clears throat> the producer was Tom T-Bone Woke. And maybe you know who he is, but he was a bassist um, for Dar- uh, for Hall & Oates. And he was a member of the SNL band when G.E. Smith was doing it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, G.E. Smith played guitar, I believe, when I saw Roger Waters a couple times so yeah he's that, a he's a weird looking dude but he is a hell of a guitarist yeah he looks like willem dafoe he looks like willem dafoe yeah yep like a healthier willem dafoe <laughs> absolutely absolutely yep and he was also with billy joel's band as well like like a lot of people don't know who t-bone is but you know of his work i mean basically he did um, he worked with Carly Simon, Jellyfish Squeeze, Elvis Costello, Billy Joel. Um, he was also on Late Night with Conan O'Brien a couple of times. It's like he's just a fucking, he was a really cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. And this is uh, not you. So he does a solid production on this. Pesci, I, you know, I can't really, since I'm streaming, I don't know who the, the band is. <laughs> it, 
really doesn't say who the band is. Like, if I had the album, I'm sure I could look in the liner notes, but I don't have that. So, like, that kind of sets... Because I'd be interested to know who the backup band was on this. Because I really liked it. I really liked the big band sound on this. Especially because this is a funny album. It's done right, isn't it? It's I mean, done it's right. absolutely done right. And this is that's the thing you have to remember. Because this is such a fine line to balance. Oh, yeah. A character from a... An Academy Award winning movie, because that's where Marissa told my won her Academy Award was my cousin Benny. Which is a weird movie to win an Academy Award from. Can we just can we call that out? That's odd. Yeah, I think it's just one of those sometimes the Academy seems to throw curveballs for strange reasons. I think, you know, Marissa Tomei's a great actress. Uh I don't know if she deserved it for that, but like definitely in other movies, I think she she earned that award if it wasn't if it wasn't rightly for my cousin Vinny, uh, she at least deserved it for like something like the wrestler. I was going to say the wrestler. She was awesome in the wrestler. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, this is such a fine line to balance uh, because it's a joke. He's making fun of his, not just the Vinny character. Cause there's not a whole lot to that. Besides he's just like the, the, <laughs> the lawyer that Ralph Macchio calls his cousin because he doesn't have a lawyer but he's also like going through like especially like on some of these songs he's going through his <laughs> past characters like it sometimes it doesn't seem like this is Vinny, but some like tommy devito from goodfellas <laughs> yes oh we'll get to that oh yes we will yeah, yeah. the bitches uh, that will get us yeah <laughs> yeah because there's a there's a gangster rap song on this. And I fucking love it. Oh, All right, let's just get into it, Paul. Let's get into it because yeah, uh, yeah Joe Pesci is. Uh, this is uh, this is a gem that uh, more people should know about. Fuck yeah, they should. They really, really should. Yes, yes. So let's start with Yo Cousin Vinny, which begins <laughs> with the opening strains of uh, the Godfather. Yes, score. Mm-hmm. Which is you know, so he's you already know he's self aware of the gangster image. That he's cultivated with the Scorsese movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Cousin Vinny is about, you get it, got it. Cousin Vinny, who uh, is the lawyer. He's the, the lawyer and he's the being family calls by, to get people out of trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how annoyed he is by it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't so, pay. He doesn't get paid or anything. Uh, Fredo was my cousin. He couldn't make his bail. I was talking to his father. He said, let him rot in jail. But I pitied his poor mother. She said I was a prince. I paid his bail. He's out of jail. I ain't seen the fuck since. <laughs> Yo, cousin <laughs> Vinny. <clears throat> is there anything you could do for me? This is just a fun song. I mean, the big band. You could just tell everyone is loving it. And the end of the song is just the giant Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. He does that like the exasperation, especially I, I forget the track coming up, but it's just like he just uh, does a fuck. It's like the it's the relationship <laughs> of bantering back and forth with the woman. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's well. We'll get to that song when we get there. But it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my cousin Rose got married. She said they'd all be there, and they would love to see me as if I fucking fucking cared. They ate, they drank, they danced all night. My cousins had their fill, but when it was all over, you can guess who paid the bill. Hey, cousin Freddy. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's a good... <clears throat> fuck, what? <clears throat> the music is on um, this is incredible too. Like I it's got like flamenco guitar and <laughs> almost like some world beat elements. <clears throat> fucking wild. It's really, really good. It's really, really like again, it it, it takes the, the big band stuff that we've done with um like Pat Boone and Molly Ringwald, but it makes it fun and it feels very authentic. Yeah. And, and that it, is a hard feat to do with something like this. Yeah, we didn't even get that with Shatner. No, 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 no. You get different things. I mean, that wasn't a great Shatner album, to be fair, no. though. No. Um, Shatner does have some really great albums out there. I just picked that one because it was bad. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I know. I'm an asshole. It's the bitches that get you. It's, it's the, the bitches. bitches that get you, Paul. Because <laughs> next up, we got probably Lies. one of the most bizarre songs I've ever heard in my life. And it's Joe Pesci doing gangster rap 
basically the beat from Blondie's. Uh, fuck, it's on the wiki here. Yeah, uh, uh, Rapture. It's Rapture. Rapture, which is yeah. Rapture. I love Rapture. I love, I love Rapture. We got to do Blondie at some point, but we will get to Blondie at some point. We yeah. will. Yeah, but he, this is a this wise guy. So it's basically a gangster rap song, but he's doing it from like more of a a gangster gangster, and it's not like you know. Th- like I hate to use the word like thug gangster. It feels like there's connotations with that, but this is like a mafia gangster. Yeah, it's a mafia gangster with an R versus a gangsta, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and it, it, he makes references to that when he when you also get the uh, the the not only do they do they uh, sample from Rapture, but they also sa- sample from Mister Rogers' Neighborhood uh, <laughs> because yes. it's a lovely day in the neighborhood for a drive by. And that's what the girls are singing. And then he's like, hey, I don't drive by because I'm a wise guy. I just stop by with a couple of guys and I take your eyes because I'm a wise guy. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely. I mean, let's be fair. Throughout this entire album, there is one thing. There is one element. There's a lot of misogyny. Yeah. Um, but it's done from a perspective of Joe Pesci knows that he's playing an asshole. Yeah, he's right. He's not is, condoning it. Not condoning it. It, it cuz it doesn't really make the guy, the character mm-hmm. in the song seem cool. It makes them seem like assholes. And that's kind right. of If you look at like uh, Casino and Goodfellas, his characters are are amusing. They're fucking psychopaths too and Scorsese worked hard to make sure that is you're you're enjoying these guys because you think they're funny, but they're you're also going to see them because they're fucking terrible people too. Because they're fucking terrible people, and Joe Pesci leans in that he's not condoning it; he's leaning into it, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is you know he's <laughs> you know a made man effect like my ass is fat. Catch Joe in Bermuda, <laughs> throwing him back, sipping tequila with a straw hat. Put the prez on hold. Tell him I'll call him back. Toeway zones. I don't get a ticket. Any crime committed, that shit is acquitted. So, yep, yeah. yep, absolutely. But it ha- it, so the thing is, I, I this song. So this is like it was bizarre, but and I know this. I'm gonna sound crazy, but I like his 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 vocal delivery on here a lot. He's almost like uh, it's almost Snoopish in a way. Yeah, like Snoop Dogg, very like laid back and stone sounding. It's what you would expect a wise guy in the mafia to rap like. Yeah. It's very laid back. It's very cool. It's very collected uh, until the end. <laughs> yeah. Until the end. You got it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then he goes real into uh, you know what? What am I? What am I? Funny, funny how. How am I fucking funny? <laughs> you got it, motherfucker. Go jump for boy. I'm the real McCoy. That's it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. this is it's a fun song. And when you hear when you when when I tell people, I've told people for years, like you gotta hear the Joe Pesci rap song. And I've always got the same look from people every single time. It's like there's a glaze over and they're going. Joe Pesci did a rap song. I'm like, it's fucking good. And like, nobody ever <laughs> listens to it because when you try to tell people Joe Pesci did a rap song, you're going to get a sideways fucking look. I don't um, blame people for having that reaction. I don't blame them either, but I wish people would take my advice and say it's fucking good. And you found out it's good now. Yeah, but you recommended Porridge Radio, Paul. So like, I can see what you just don't want to trust here. <laughs> oh, you son of a whore. Go on. Well, why don't you take your love and shove it, Paul? Yeah, shove it up your big fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> You're the reason we're through. <laughs> I'm tired of you yelling in the fights that we had. They're all because of you. This is um, this is just him being angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's great. It's like <laughs> it's the most angry breakup song I think I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, and the best. At least part, one of them. <laughs> I've it's heard some one angry of them. ones, but this one is. It's Joe Pesci doing it. 
and 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 I will say one of my favorite parts of this song is actually not even as good. It's when he's yelling at the band because they're fucking up. He's like, let's hear some. He's like, I want to hear some trombone. That's not a fucking trombone. <laughs> there is the keys. Trombone. No, no, that's a that's a that's a, that's that's a swim across the keys. I want to hear him tinkle. Yeah, tinkle. That's fucking tinkling. <laughs> <laughs> like you could just tell they're having fun when yeah. they're doing it, and like the interaction is something you'd expect and heard from bands like Joe. Um, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe, uh, motherfucker, How, uh, James Brown, James Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so now we got, I got news for you, Paul. This is my, f- honestly, probably my favorite song on the album straight up. I fucking love this song. Um, it's so angry and it's so fun <laughs> and, and it is. Yeah, this this is this is when he gets really pissed off. Um, and and we gotta tell know. people it, it sounds like so it's done in more of the big band thing, very much like a almost like a Tony Bennett or a <laughs> fucking you know like Tom Frank Jones, Valley, a Tom Jones, like that very Vegasy mm-hmm. show. So it's like you got like this kind of music, and then you got. Joe Pesci is being fucking pissed. Who's <laughs> being fucking pissed? Uh, you said, and it's it's and it's also done like kind of like a bluesy, a jazz like a bluesy yeah. big bones way. You said before you met that your life was fucking tame. That I took you to a nightclub. Every fuck face knew your name. I got news for you, baby. <laughs> I got news for you, little girl. Somehow your story don't ring true. I'll whack you and your family too. <laughs> <laughs> just leaning in. <laughs> just leaning into it. Uh, the, the crack pipe up your ass. Um, oh my God, dude. <laughs> you phoned you'd be late because the train you took had passed. Then you walked in smiling with a crack pipe up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then the, what best part is at the end when he goes... <laughs> You said that watch you wore was from your Uncle Joe. When I looked at the inscription, it said, and the way he sings it, you guys, is talented. It's good. It's He's good. He's a good singer. Like, He's so one singer. of the things I wanted to talk about is, like, I would like to – I'll probably go back and listen to that uh, Little Joe Sings. But he also has a, a new album that came out not too long ago. That's uh, on my list of things to listen to. I haven't gotten to it Yeah, Pesci still singing because uh, – I, you know, his vocal delivery, he's a good singer, which I was kind of, I was pretty shocked by because let's face it, us growing up with Home Alone and stuff, he's, he's bombastic and loud. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the characters he plays and he does it well. And it's one of the reasons like when he came out of retirement for the Irishman and I watched that, I like that because he was such a weird and different performance out of him. He's like very reserved. He's a very quiet character in that. It's not what you would expect. And it's not what you expect. And I'm kind of hoping that's how Pesci still sings is kind of like just more like straight up. Like uh, he's making an album of music because as much as I love this. (laughs) Yeah, because it's great. Like, I'd like to see him do a. I want to hear like a more serious album because he definitely has the chops to do it. He does. And I want to get back to this part. So he goes. He said that he said that watch you wore was that gift from your uncle Joe. When I looked at the inscription, it said love from daddy blow motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll whack you and your family too. And then he starts yelling, where the fuck did you get your balls big enough to fuck with me, bitch? Man, did you drive it in the wrong neighborhood, motherfucker? I'll fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing is, I can see, like, when you're listening to the song and the way the music is, and you know Joe Pesci, you could see him sitting, like, in a fucking big band, in, like, like it's a movie, like, in a red room, sitting in, like, in a fucking thing, and just yelling at someone across the table singing this song to them. Like, it is, it, it's telling a story, and it's great. And I feel like some of these outbursts are, uh, <clears throat> or uh, improvised. I and I say like that the... because one of his most famous scenes is an improvised scene. 
It's in Goodfellas. It's the uh, Do I Make You Laugh scene. Yep. That do I make he you improvised laugh. it uh, on the set, and Scorsese went with it based on an experience he had when he was a waiter <laughs> serving a, a, a mob guy. Mm-hmm. The guy said something, Pesci said, oh, that's that's funny. You're a funny guy. And I guess the guy did pretty much what you see in the movie. <laughs> that's so, yeah. awesome. He's that's fucking, awesome. He's lived a weird life, man. He has lived a weird life. And you know what? Good for him for having it. Oh, so, Paul, how do you like me so far? Yeah, this is when you start to get a little bit more serious. And it's yeah. good. Yeah, I think it's, this, I don't know who. This is probably, I feel like this is a standard, like when he does Wonderful World. I'm going to check. I don't think so, dude, because I'm looking, I've been looking up lyrics for it. No one has the lyrics for this song. I really don't think it is. I really think this is, this is something that he did for this album. Maybe, yeah. It feels like an old standard, you know It what I does mean? feel like an old standard, but I'm telling you, I've been looking like it is hard to get lyrics for this album. Yeah, I've Be- I've been struggling with it, but like <laughs> I think I remembered a lot of it because it's it just burrows into your brain a lot of it. It is <laughs> so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know for a fact what a wonderful world and uh, I that, believe anything I I can't give you anything but love is enough. That is a standard. Those two are standards. Yep, cuz that's an old um uh, Jimmy Hugh and Dorothy Field song. Yeah, but like this feels like it. It should be. <laughs> it, it should be, but it's not. I don't think, and it's really a gorgeous song. Honestly, it's just really well done. It's actually a very um, um, respectful, very caring kind of like a. And again, you can still see it from the character because it's like this throughout. Like when you look at some of the characters Joe Pesci plays and things like that, and there is an insecurity that comes with kind of the way he does it. There, he's playing these fucked up characters, but there is this vulnerability of really wanting to be accepted, and this song really personifies that. So I feel like it works very well on the album. Yes, yeah, I, and <laughs> but then it's followed up by Robbie Hood, Paul. Robbie Hood, which is which another is- just fun song yeah and it's uh it's very strange is this one where i forget is this the one where he yells broccoli rob yes broccoli rob broccoli rob which is funny because broccoli uh, rob broccoli rob (laughs) broccoli rob uh is uh uh, he plays a basically uh one of the nemesis on the office by steve carell he plays a Steve Carell plays a character named Broccoli Rob on. I just don't know where the refrain is. It like an old timey thing. Like I don't know what Broccoli Rob means. Broccoli Rob? God, I've heard it for years. Um, is there like an origin to Broccoli Rob, Paul? There, there is a there there is an origin to Broccoli. See, Broccoli Rob is a is, is Rapini. It's it's a it's so what you have with Broccoli Rob. It's a longer, thinner stock. Of broccoli, so it really is like basically it's almost like a cousin. It's like a combination of collard green and broccoli. Yeah, so, but it seems like it's used as a derogatory or <laughs> some sort of weird thing in popular culture. Yeah, that I don't know the origins for of 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 broccoli rob um, being um, being like a derogatory um, in in terms of. What that is, uh, according to Urban Dictionary, um, it, it, it's a, they say what Broccoli Rob is, is um, a guy that looks like broccoli. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they like a like a like a like a lanky motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. All right. So now we get to 21, which. Geesh. Yeah. Yeesh. This this one is when you listen to it and you understand at the end of the song what it's about, it becomes less creepy. Yeah, because it feels like it's, by the end of the song, it's like, by wrong, it feels like by the end of the song, it's like, this is the dad. He even says it straight up. It's something every father must get done when his yeah, girl. At look. first, it seems like uh, 
it seems like he's jealous and he's a 16 year old and is not yes. as old as it seems. And I'll share the clip with you, Paul, but there's like a, a, a family guy episode where, uh, Joe Swanson has a box, uh, a jukebox, and all like the 1950s songs are like all about underage uh, girls, and it's really creepy. There's so that's a ton the vibe of I was getting from this. This was the vibe I was getting from it too. But then again, when you get like, and it, I think it's intended to be that way. I really do, because it takes like this turn. Because it's like, baby, you're 16. That's not as old as it seem. Um, how a little girl who looks and talks like you is not mistaken more for 22. And then he talks about, like, it makes me feel like I'm still 21. Um, but then at the end, when the song kind of goes, I guess I'm the one who is rushing all the fun that you're going to have throughout the coming years. Just forgive me for those tr for those times to monopolize for those tries to monopolize your eyes is something every father must get done when his little girl when little girls like you look 21. So it starts to become more of a yeah. um like he's hey like his, his, his daughter's growing up. His daughter's growing up and he's not prepared for it. Yeah. And as a parent, like as a dad, I get this song, I think a little bit differently because I do. My daughter, it just turned 15 um, uh, three days ago. Fuck, man. Fuck, man. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I do get this because you start to kind of have those. I don't want to out her, but there was basically a a, a, a embarrassing situation happened when um, uh, someone came over to work on something in the house. And, like, my daughter was obviously very um, uh, attracted to this, to this gentleman. And um, it was kind of like, that was a moment that really hit me. I was like, oh, Christ, now we're getting to this spot. And, like, my mind's starting to, like, reel on... Oh shit! Now I gotta worry about this and this and this and this and this. Like, and you just your brain spirals in that way, and you don't mean it to. And you know, I could, I, I was very easy to take a step back and calm the fuck down. But I can see where Joe Pesci is trying to come from in this song. So it is more innocent in my eyes. And I yeah. think there's that play again in the beginning. You're supposed to feel like, oh, what a creepy song. And at the end, the twist is, oh, oh, it's not a creepy song. Yeah, I was a. Uh... I was listening to this at the gym and I was like, Oh God, this is, this took a dark turn. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. like, I'm like at the end, I'm like, Oh, that's kind of a sweet song. Now that I know. What the yes, exactly. Now that I know it's a okay to be okay with this song. I'm okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 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 All right. Now we come to probably one of my favorite songs on the album is the old man time. <laughs> old man time. I'm feeling like a grumpy old man. Yeah, <laughs> that motherfucker. It's Paul, but I'm, I'm just, uh, I continuously keep turning into like a Larry David type character as I get older. I get just it. A fucking prick, man. Uh, one of my, one of my, well, and I get this because one of my favorite songs, actually about time and bullshit, is um, was the Twin Peaks Eddie Vedder out of sand. Like when I was listening to that song, I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy fucking gets it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also like when you hear uh, <clears throat> by Sinatra, like when I was 17, mm -hmm. like over the years, like as time goes by, like, yeah, I fucking I'm old. Like, or or the, the Eels um, Mistakes of My Youth, another yeah. really great song to listen to when you're feeling old. Uh, the the or, lyrics. Of, oh, go ahead. Any Neil Young song. <laughs> Any Neil Young song, dude. And again, now that we're at this age where we started to like, we went from hating Phil Collins to liking Phil Collins. You know, you're old. Yep, yep. And I'm all right with that. <laughs> in a world, I'm where okay I like with Phil that. Collins, that's a world where I want to be in. Yep, yep. But yeah, old man times a hilarious take on uh, on that. Very much so. And again, it's just it's well sang, it's well produced, it's well done. It's it, again, when you listen to these songs and you go, man, this is Joe Pesci. Really? Yeah, it's Joe Pesci. Really? Motherfucker. Just sit back and enjoy it. It's really good. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. 
Uh, he'll have to go, Paul. He'll have to go. Uh, he needs to get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, um, put your sweet lips a little closer to the phone. It's a country song. This is a country song. Yep. Let's pretend that we're together all alone. I'll tell that man to turn the jukebox way down low, and you can tell your friend there with you. He'll have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's a it's Joe Pesci doing a country song. This is it's it's all right, honestly. To me, it's one of the weaker songs on the album, if not the weakest. Yeah. Um, but it's all right. Yeah, it's it's not bad, but uh, yeah, yeah, yep. But I can't give you anything but love, Paul. Which <laughs> <laughs> is the standard I'm saying. in which they put their own little twist on it. Yep, I need, I need, I need more than dick. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Vinny. <laughs> after sex, you're like, ah, oh, well, well, you don't need all that jewelry. <laughs> you don't need a new car. <laughs> <laughs> Diamond braces, Rolls Royce doesn't sell. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of like a, the guy saying anything he can. To get mm-hmm. laid, and then after you know, yep, yeah, accomplishes that. Then he takes it all back. <laughs> then he takes like it all back. Scumbag. Yep. yep, fucking scumbag. It's it's a funny ass song though. Um, the yeah, bands between the the woman and him are just. Uh, <laughs> it's I don't know who that is, but it's genius. Whoever they got for it, there's not a lot of like notes on who helped out with this album. Um. But their take on it is fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, you're the nicest bride in the neighborhood. That's why I liked you. <laughs> Stand by her, man. Stand by her, man. That's what you said to me. <laughs> so like, I probably. <coughs> yeah, I'd probably put this one up on my list is probably the favorite just because of how fucking wrong it is. It is. It's so wrong. It's so <laughs> wrong. But it's so hilarious at the same time. Yeah. yeah at least yeah. you're a jackass like me, so. Well, and, and the thing is, again, it works with the character of what this is. Yeah, and again, he knows he's an asshole. He knows right. he's the asshole. So that's the, he, he gets, it. that's the context. Like, that's he knows the, he's not the good guy, especially because it's real shitty what he's doing to this woman. Yes, and context is the most important part. People forget context. That is, hear things and go, oh, my God. But the context of it, he knows he's the asshole, and it works. Yeah. Now yeah. let's get some get into the holiday spirit, Paul. You know, Joe, it's we, we didn't really go Christmas this year, but thank God you picked this album because there is the Christmas song of If It Doesn't Snow on Christmas. <laughs> how fat, how's Fats are going to use that sleigh if it doesn't snow on Christmas? <laughs> oh, God. You I sent a nice long letter. I hope it's not in vain. I'd really feel much better if that fat fuck flew a plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, they say he's got eight reindeer for the sleigh he's driving here. How fat so go if it doesn't snow on Christmas this year. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. All right, I got all right, kids. I got where are the kids. I got uh, I got candy for you. All right, which one of you little pricks saw the fucking candy canes? Ah, uh, nice, nice kids. Where'd you get him from, huh? The fucking jail? Fucking reform school brats? Get the fuck out of here, all ya. <laughs> oh, this has to be probably one of my favorite Christmas songs, Paul. This is, yeah, this is, yeah. It's, it's, it's up just, there. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Absolutely. Uh, uh, then you get um, Joe Pesci's version of What a Wonderful World. I like this. I do, too. I do too, actually. I like it a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a very good cover. And he's, again, he has a very good voice. It's an interesting voice, but he has the chops for this kind of music. Mm-hmm. It's really beautifully done, even though it still has a, an explicit mark on it. I know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think the best part is he goes, it might not be it ain't such a bad world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is very much that uh, working class Italian uh, vernacular. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's from Jersey, so. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's 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 a great, wonderful song. It it, it, it I, and it again, it works for what it is. Honestly. Yeah. And then the album just closes on two different versions of Yo Cousin Vinny, one in Italian and one in Spanish. I thought they were both, you know, well, I just didn't understand them because I don't speak. Well, I just think it's great that he did it in two different, like one's in Italian, one's in Spanish. And it's just, I listened to them both. You know, again, when I listen to the whole album, I listen to the whole album, obviously, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah um, that's fine. I, you know, it makes me wonder, like, I, I'm guessing he probably knows some, some Italian and Spanish because he's pretty like fluent. <laughs> yeah, at least with the, the the songs, like like I'd be butchering shit, but he seems like he has a pretty good grasp on both languages. So I, I would don't... imagine he does. Or if anything, he was really getting prepared for what for what this was. But I have a feeling Joe Pesci already actually knows Italian, and my and I could be completely wrong, but my understanding is Italian and Spanish. They're, they share a lot of things, so it's not all that uncommon to be able to really, once you learn one, to learn the other. That's what I've been told, but I could be completely, but that's, again, I don't speak either of them, so I can't speak to it as, for knowledge, that's just what has been brought to my attention. Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's kind of great that he does that. It's, <laughs> it's weird, too. Again, he's going to end the album in a weird way. One of the weirdest albums I've ever listened to. Why not just end it with two... <laughs> Two versions of the time of the first song in different languages. Why not? Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? I mean, oh. seriously, why the fuck not? Go for it, man. Why not? Why not, Paul? Why not? Uh, yeah, so that was the Joe Pesci album. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll go into the one reception. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. According to the Wikipedia, uh, uh, Michael Gallucci from All Music gave the album a negative review, one star out of five. And he said that apart from a few jazzy numbers drawing successfully on Pesci's experience as a lounge singer, the album is a mound of failed songs and lame jokes. Well, you know what else is a mound of failed songs and lame jokes, Michael Gallucci? Your career. Oh, 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 motherfucker, what you doing? Now this man's trying to make a fucking living. Oh, (laughs) oh, oh, god damn it. Whoa. (laughs) Michael Gulucci comes out of nowhere and shoots me in the like spider and good fellas. Right. You fucking where's your shine box, you motherfucker. Um, You know what? Fuck him. Honestly, fuck him. This this album really deserved more than than what it got out there. Um, I get it in 1998. I think this was really ahead of its time. Yeah, I, I just uh, I don't think people were ready for something like this. Uh, I know uh, my former boss at CD Warehouse. He loved this album. I believe like he's like you, it's really good. He liked it a lot. And but we could never play it in the store for obvious reasons. The the language. Yep. So yeah. So this was like coming in. This was the first time I heard this, and like so as soon as I popped it on, like I messaged you. I'm like, I fucking love this album. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you fucking messaged me, uh, and I quote you: "This album is amazing," um, and it it is. It, it absolutely is. Um, like I wish it, there was like oh. <laughs> like, this felt like it, it should also have been part of like maybe a mockumentary. Of a lounge singer version of Vinny. Yes. Yes. And it is. uh, It is so good. Now I'm going to read you because there's only the one. um, Some some. um, Amazon reviews of this album. Um, Verified purchase. This album is great. Most people don't believe you when you tell them that Joe Pesci is a singer. Joe Pesci covers various musical genres. Rap, hip-hop, written by Naz. So apparently Naz wrote that hip-hop song. Um, which, I don't know, I really wouldn't credit that because, let's be honest, it really was Blondie. But he didn't, that's neither here nor there. Um, Christmas songs and others. I cannot recommend this album enough. Um, so you think Joe is great in Goodfellas and Casino? Nobody disputes that, but he saves his best for this recording. You just gotta love this album. 
Joe's a natural and the band cooks for him like it used to for the big Frank Sinatra. For every Brooklyn kid and wannabe, put this on and enjoy because Joe hits his mark. It only makes you wonder why we haven't heard more from him. Sing on, Joe, sing. So, yeah, I mean, again, in 1998, Joe Pesci puts this out. It's strange. It's strange. Now, I think if he had done it, people, even though there's the misogyny and, and the things, that, I think people would have clamored all over this and would have been like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just seemed like at the time, uh, a weird time for a weird time to do it. It was a weird time to do it. Yeah, Yeah. 1998. People were not prepared for Joe Pesci to be doing a big band gangster rap fucking Christmas album. Well, they fucking should have been, Paul. They fucking should have been, motherfuckers. (laughs) Fucking fucks. Fucking fucks. I'll whack you and your whole family too. So, So, Paul, uh, would you recommend? Oh, God. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, This is is good. (laughs) Yeah, I've been recommending this this album for years. And I'm glad that you picked it on your own without me doing it um, because you were curious about it. It's fucking great. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would. It's it's a good album. <laughs> awesome. It's a good awesome. fun album. Uh, it's it knows what it's doing and it does it well. Com- unlike pretty much all the other celebrity albums we've listened to on here. Yes, I can't think of I, one that I recommended. I might have just out of spite, but you might have out of spite. But in all honesty, there are some Shatner ones um, that are recommendable they're really yeah but we didn't do it on we didn't do it so this is like the first one i would recommend that we have done right um yes and i'm so glad again that you picked this one because it's such a good album yeah all right well that was vincent lagardia gambini sings just for you paul somewhere somewhere steven seagal sent it back looking up to the sky going I really wish I could kill, kick. I wish Vincent LaGuardia Gambini was here so I could kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's so so I do want to bring up that album, uh, that this is was been so far our most successful YouTube um, episode. Um, between that and the SoundCloud, th- we, in the week, this this episode alone had well over uh 300 um listens to in a week between the youtube and the soundcloud uh the steven seagal episode so thank you guys so much for doing that um i did put a little extra oomph into that episode um for those of you that don't know i try to have everything out monday morning we record pulling the curtains back we record these typically thursday or friday and then i take the weekend and then i put them up and i spent a little extra time over the weekend putting a lot of video and things into it we got struck it got blocked by movie studios three fucking times before i can get it to how oh, dare you use their intellectual property of Seagal <laughs> for fair use you know and silence and just little sega cd size fucking vf of uh, uh, you know full motion video clips that have like the fucking resolution of like 360 uh, uh yeah gee so sorry fuck faces <laughs> <laughs> oh. so joe plugs my man what are you doing with the joe down uh <clears throat> it probably won't come out until after new year's because of how uh, busy we are it's the holiday season now mm-hmm. but the what movie i picked after <laughs> cool as ice is uh michael mann's uh thief a movie i've Ooh. always wanted to see and uh i've heard yeah. nothing good things about and just kind of put him on the map as a filmmaker uh, starring mm-hmm. James Con, so I was say I, that's the James Con vehicle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I wanted to see it. So we're going to be doing the Thief. Nice, Michael Mann. Short of like a few duds, is really when you, it's solid, especially in the in the eighties. Dude could do no wrong. Yeah. Well, the movie after Thief was a 
was a blunder. <laughs> what was that? Was that which one was that one? Oh God, I, I forget. Uh, Tarantino did it on his podcast. It oh really? Thief. Uh, oh God, what was it? It was pretty. Now, is he a writer or director? Are we talking director. Director. The key. Okay. The key. Oh, like a horror movie. Oh, I've totally oh. misguided. <laughs> Oh shit! So first of all, they're redoing that movie. That's getting remade. I just read that Why? today. Why? I know the whole story about the keep, dude. Like, it is a cluster fuck behind. Like, there needs to be a making of about like everything that went wrong with making this movie. Um, from like running out of budget to like a bunch of rewrites to people quitting. I mean, it is almost, um, on, um, Island of Dr. Moreau level fuckery that occurred when they were trying to make this movie. And I watched it actually like in the last couple of weeks. And cause I was just like, God, who is that? And it's proc now. You're in proc now. And I was like, and, and a very young Gabriel Byrne uh, <laughs> is in the, is in that movie. And it is, it's and and a young uh, Ian McKellen. It is worth seeing, but just know that you're getting into a complete disaster yeah. as to what went on behind the scenes on that. Cause I, I, cause when I watch movies, I'm weird, Joe, especially like these, these terrible ones. I'm like, oh my god! Like, what the fuck happened here? And, um, basically, there is, I believe, two hours of cut footage. Like, the runtime was supposed to be something like it was getting into like three hours, and yeah, I think it was like three hours. It was almost a three, three and a half hour long movie. So you'll see things and you'll be like, what the fuck? Like what happened there? And it's because of all these things. And there was a director's cut uh, of the movie and he was told he could only have it be this long. And then they didn't like the ending and like all these other things were supposed to happen. Um, I don't know if they ever did release the three and a half hour version of the movie. I really hope at some point we get it. Because I think it could make a lot of sense because what you do get, it's interesting, but you just know it just, even if you're not a film buff, it just reeks of studio interference. Yeah. He's a weird guy. Like when he steps out of like his comfort zone, cause he's really good with like cop and robber and mm-hmm. suspense and thrillers. Like, I mean, fucking Manhunter, Man Manhunter, like the best Hannibal Lecter movie ever made ever, ever. Yeah. It's and it's fucking heat is a masterpiece. Yeah. Last of the Mohicans is also a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then you get into you know, collateral was okay. But then again, that's kind of, he lost his edge by that point. Miami vice was a shit show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, no. he cut his teeth on the original series, which, you know, it was very innovative at the time. Very innovative at the time and very risque at the time. Yeah. It really helped change television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I decided to go with Thief, though, because I That's wanted, awesome. That's I wanted really, to see really it. Cool. I, I think it's probably his first movie, I'd imagine. I believe, well, I think it was his, he did some TV movies. Yeah, but this um, is his first theatrical movie. His first theatrical movie, I believe, is correct. Yes. So. That'll probably be coming after the new year. So I'm excited for that. That's fantastic, dude. That's really, so, really cool. So, so Paul, Paul? Yes. Paul. Yes. Yes. What are we listening to next? Uh, what are we listening to next? So first of all, Joe, I got to ask, are we, so the audience knows, are we taking a hiatus after the new year's as well? You want to, we can. I mean, next, I mean... I don't need to. So if we want to do this one next week, we definitely can. Yeah. It's next Thursday, Fridays, the 22nd, 23rd. So yeah, I don't have any plans for those. I don't either. I don't either. So, um, let's just do it. Um, so I was, I, we're going to skip holiday this, the, the, this time around. Um, because I've been meaning to get to this album and with, 
the news of what happened last month. I really think we need to do it um, because local band member um, died in her um, Duluth home in November, Mimi Parker. Um, and this is one of my, I absolutely love this band and I got stories to tell about them. I'm sure you do too. We're going to do low and we're going to do their album. I could live in hope, which is their debut 1994 album. All right. So, um, I remember they did a, they have a song called plastic cup. <laughs> And they're playing somewhere here and they didn't the audience like was was it was like just an unruly thing so rather than playing the song like the song originally like like a three or four minute song they end up doing a 17 minute jam version of the song just to piss off the audience <laughs> so there's some interesting stories about low they are they are a minnesota um a hero Duluth, Duluth, Duluth. yeah Yep. Yep. And I do love Slowcore. And with her passing last month, I just, this is something I really wanted to get to before the year ended out as kind of a respectful. Um, and again, with the holidays making me depressed, this is a depressing album. So let's just run with it. <laughs> oh, you get to make me depressed now, you son of a bitch. You know what, dude? You got Joe Pesci, you motherfucker. Just go back and listen <laughs> to him when you're getting sad. But your fucking shine box. I'll whack yeah. you and your whole family, too. Um, yeah. So that's what we're going to do, sir. All righty. All righty. Um, so, yeah, we'll do that next week. We'll, I'll have this one up. You guys will listen to this one on Monday. Joe, um, trying to think if there's anything else um, I need to bring up here. Um, uh, oh, uh, and Angela Badalamenti died. Yes. Okay, from, let's uh, talk about so that. So we did the whole Twin Peaks thing, and, yeah, he passed away this week. That. That bummed me out. That that's yeah. I when that when you posted that, I saw that right away, and I immediately put on the Twin Peaks soundtrack, and yeah, um, yeah he, you know, he started working with Lynch on the Blue Velvet soundtrack. Mm -hmm. it, it's just like it's just been almost symbiotic ever since. Yes, he did. He scored, I believe, just about every Lynch movie after. Um, Blue Velvet, Mulholland Drive, Twin Peaks, Lost Highway, Wild at Heart, uh, Inland Empire. Um, he uh, didn't do the straight story, but I, everything else, yeah. No, he did the straight story. Well, then he did everything after. Yep, yep. Yeah. yep. He did the straight story. Yep. Um, he also did uh, City of the Lost Children. Uh, Christmas Vacation, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which is the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie, um, Rabbits, Dark Water, um, Cabin Fever. He did a lot of movies, sir. Um, Forever Mine, Parents, which is another great movie. Um, yeah, it's this is a sad that that really hit me. It really, really hit me um, when when you when you posted that up. So that is really sad. He also did uh, secretary as well, which is very fitting for him, um, having done that. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's just you know with Julie Cruz and a lot of people. I'm just Joe. It makes me sad because you know Lynch is coming. You know it's coming. Yeah, yeah he did an album with David Lynch in 2018 mm -hmm. under the name Thought Gang, and that's another yeah. good. People should check out. Yeah. Yes, they should. Yes, they absolutely should. Um, yeah. Yeah, we lost a lot of Twin Peaks people this year. Al Strobel and Al Strobel, which you made fun of his hair. Um, you made fun of his. You made fun of his hair. I'm <laughs> gaslighting you, motherfucker. You punched down an old Al Strobel, and he passed away. <laughs> Coincidence? Only <laughs> to the, the listeners to decide. <laughs> I killed Al Strobel. <laughs> You killed Elstro. Yeah, and uh, and Kenneth uh, Welsh died. Uh, Julie yep. Cruz. Julie Cruz. Um, uh, I uh, played Harold. I forget yep. his name, but he passed away too. He so. passed away. Jacques Renaud passed away. Um, yeah, Michael Parks. Yeah. Yep, Michael Parks. Um, Michael uh, Parks is 
fantastic too. Like he's <laughs> he was such a good actor. He was uh, Lenny. It was Lenny Von Dolan was his name. He passed away. Um, so yeah, to kind of give you an idea, we lost. Just uh, we'll do this real quick because we got a second here. Um, Warren Frost passed away. Um, this you know just going through some of these actors. Pe- Peggy Lipton, um, Jack Nance. Uh, Don Davis, Catherine Coulson, Frank Silva, that happened a while ago, Miguel Ferrier, uh, John Boylan, and Tony Jay, both of the Mil- both of the Dougie, uh, the, the the Milford brothers, um, Daniel Hillian, Michael Parks, that was Jean Renault, but also Jacques Renault died as well. Yeah, the actor who played. Yep. Yep, the actor who played him, uh, Francis Bay, Harry Dean Stanton, Robert Forrester, Clark Middleton, uh, Linda Porter, um, Brent uh, Briscoe. Um, uh, there's been a lot who have unfortunately passed away. You know, David Bowie. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a rough run. Don Kafka, uh, Kalfa, Al Stroba, David Allander, Hank w- uh, Warden. Uh, Ed Wright, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, been rough. Brian Straub, yep. So tough ones, my man. We are we are losing our heroes, sir. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It fucking it sucks. Didn't helping you murdered Al Strobel either. You that know. didn't help when I murdered Al Strobel. Uh, David Burner died this year as well. Uh, who was uh, uh, Thomas Eckert? Died this year as well. Um, he was in, also in Star Trek. Um, he was really cool. Uh, Kenneth, yep, Kenneth Welsh died this year too. Uh, Wyndham Earl. Yep, Wyndham Earl passed away this year. Uh, uh, all right. Well, happy holidays. Um, <laughs> you know, if you haven't listened to it, listen to the South Park Christmas song, Dead, Dead, Dead. It'll make you feel a lot fucking better about where you are in the world. Uh, God. Joe. Do you want to take us out? No. This has been Rate That Album with Paul Muadib and Joe Fremming. Thank you for listening.